the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Today is January 5th. It is Tuesday of the year 2010. Hmm, this is a show that's dedicated to getting your retirement. I know that. I want to build your nest egg. I want you to have a good age 60 to 100. This is a show that's probably going to be the one-on-one relationship that you've always needed with someone financially educated. I consider myself to be uh, above average when it comes to girth. No, no, I consider myself to be above average when it comes to financial knowledge. So don't be afraid of asking questions. I'm going to talk about things that are relevant to you, like the Super Bowl. It's around the corner. What can we learn about money? How about Visa? The domination that is Visa. This touchdown brought to you by Visa during the Super Bowl. I'll teach you a little bit about why you want to invest in Visa. I'm going to teach you that today. I'm going to show you what they do that's dominating. Every time you punch in your little PIN number, they make more money than when you sign for your debit card transactions. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that because I want you to own some Visa. And then this weekend, I want you to knock boots. I want you to go camping. I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to buy good companies. I want you to stop making 401k mistakes. It pains me to see how financially stupid people can be at times. I like dividends. I like stock buybacks. I like Apple as a trade. I don't like Apple as an investment. I'll say things out there that make no sense to you. I promise you that. But over time, you'll pick up a thing or two. For instance, I mean, I could start right out today in the Wall Street Journal. There was a little teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny blurb that says Northrop Grumman is going to move its headquarters to Washington, D.C., marking the exit of the last major aerospace firm from Southern California. California was once huge into aerospace defense firms. 1970s, 1980s, and then tech came along. What's going to be the next thing to come along? Because if you take a look, it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to figure out that Silicon Valley has a bloodbath going on right now of empty buildings. There's more than 43 million square feet. That's 4 million square meters. That's 15 Empire State buildings of vacant real estate in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Isn't that stunning? There's basically 15 Empire State buildings of, of office space available In an area that's not that huge, what is it, 50 miles long from San Jose to San Francisco? That's about it, right? 50 miles? And yet there's 15 Empire State buildings empty of office space. And you want to invest in commercial real estate? So when I saw that that Northrop is leaving Southern California story, I didn't think about Southern California um, as far as 
you know, defense contractors. And of course, it makes more sense to get a defense contractor close to Washington, D.C. But you know what I thought of? I thought about real estate prices. There's 300 executives who are going to leave Southern California gone. They're going to be putting their home up for sale. Those are typically high-end homes. Who could afford to move into them? Is Yahoo hiring high-end executives? Is Microsoft hiring high-end executives? Who's going to move into those homes? So the values of homes are going to go down in Southern California. Now, again, Northrop Grumman's not the biggest company in the world. So I'm not all that stressed about it. But that's how I see headlines. This is a call-in show. And by God, you can call into this show. It's easy. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If I'm mean to you, it's all in jest. I really am apathetic about you. I don't care about you. I live in my own little world. If I'm mean to you on the air, it's because I need to show people a lesson. I have to. It's in my blood. Now, if I'm nice to you, it means I have to show people a lesson. It's just the way I operate. Anyway, let me teach you something real quick. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to teach you something. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yesterday, I was at the gym. I, I belong to the San Francisco Tennis Club. I like playing a little bit of tennis. I'm undefeated this year. (laughs) That's not saying much, is it? So yesterday I'm at the tennis club, and I do that in between radio and television. It's a way of killing four hours. But I'm also watching the markets and other stuff. You know, I'm not, it's not four hours of me playing tennis because then I'd be in really good shape. And let's face it, I don't want to be in good shape. If I die today, I don't want to go up to heaven and say, oh, my joints are hurting. I want to go up to heaven after a pretty good day. Or hell, whichever I, I deserve to go into. I'm probably going to hell. You know that, and I know that. Anyway, um, so I was at the gym yesterday. There's two pretty moderately good-looking executives, white guys. And for the record, it's pretty good to be a white guy, isn't it? It's pretty good. Um, white men, they don't have to fight that much to prove themselves. Anyway, so there's these two men, and I just don't get it. They're standing in the locker room, of course, buck-naked. Show a little bit of modesty. I don't want to see your, you know, your, your gray withered balls. It's, it's too much for me. It's too much. Show a little bit of modesty. Don't, you know. There was a guy who was stretching in the steam room. He's stretching in the steam room. Don't stretch in the steam room. That's just wrong. But anyway, there's this guy. Two young executives. I'd say they're 45-ish. And they're, they're, this, this guy's buck naked. And he's talking about, oh, yeah, I went to an investor meeting, and the stock's only $2.41, and they seem to have gotten some real estate at some really good prices. But, I, you know, I can't invest in a penny stock. Another guy goes, but that's the point. If it's $2.50 and it goes to $10, you'll triple your money. And I just so badly wanted to go, dude, put some clothes on, and you don't know anything about what you're talking about. A $3,000 stock could triple to 9000 just as easily as a $2.35 stock can go to $10. There's no difference. The price of the stock means nothing. It's how many shares are out there. Can they take the, a company that's worth, if you take the number of shares and what it's priced at, can they take a $10 million company and make it a $20 million company? The price of the stock means freaking nothing. And these two 45-year-old white executives, they should know that by now. But they don't. And that's sad and it's pathetic and it's telling me that the world don't, knows nothing. Highly educated white men know nothing about how the investment world works. And on top of it, this guy had a frumby. This guy had a frumby. Men shouldn't get frumbies. Unless you're a gay man. A 
Frumby stands for from behind, right? He's got a big tattoo on his on the top of his butt that says Dylan. Big old D, big old Y, big old L, big L A, big old N. I would throw them in the Rob Black wood chipper. Men should not get frumbies. And on top of it, why do you get a uh, why do you get a tattoo that says Dylan? Is it Bob Dylan? Is it your son's name is Dylan? Is your lover's name is Dylan? Who's taking you from behind? I don't know. But men should not have stamp tr- tramp stamps. It's just wrong on every level. But again, if it was Bob Dylan, I understand a little bit. But then it should, it should be a little shoulder tattoo that says Dylan. Not a big old from behind tattoo that says Dylan. Then you. Say, beware, doll, you're bound to fall. You thought they were all. Yin, yin. I'm kidding you. When did Dylan lose his mind? You used to. Siri sounds pretty proud. sweet, right? Everybody that was hanging out. One of the top ten songs in American history? It's got to be up there, right? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Kenneth in Oakland. Kenneth, how are you? How are you this morning? I'm well, Kenneth. Good. Hey, uh, what level player are you in tennis? I'm an ATP Master 3. Oh, okay. That's what I am as well. You're an ATP Master 3? I'm a 3. I'm a 3-0. Oh, good God. Yes. So? So, uh, you uh, you up for a challenge? No, I'm not going to play tennis with you. Why? Because I'm not going to integrate with my peeps or my citizens, as I like to refer to you as. Well. I'm a rock. I'm an island. Yeah, so? Come and play. Come and play over in uh, my. Or, oh, come to San Francisco. You know what tennis needs? What does it need? It needs more um, something. It needs like penalties or something. Um, such as like you can throw your racket at the other guy if if he gets a particularly good point against you. You can. You can. You can. Kenneth, I'm not gonna play tennis with you. Come out to uh, Diamond Hills. Go, Diamond look, Hills. Look, yeah, look it up on the. Look, uh, how, look how white we sound right now. Come play tennis with me. We are. We live in suburbia. Yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah, it's uh, but if you get a chance, look up the Diamond Hills. That's 17 uh, courts out there. We've got a couple that are under a tent there. So I tend to the I, te- I tend to like to play smaller people so I can beat them. I am. I am. I'm only, you, I'm, yeah, five seven and a half. Five seven. Oh, I could beat you. I think I'll get you on reach. You maybe. So I'll be like the big. But, but you're a puffy white boy. Just I like am me. a puffy white boy. Like, just like just, me. So I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of. I, I, oh, but in tennis, I'll be Drago. So I'm going to change my name to Drago. Well, I'm not going to be a drag queen, so. No, Drago. I'll be like um, the big Russian from Rocky th- uh, 2. Was it Rocky 2? Oh, no, Rocky 3. It was Rocky 3, Drago. Rocky Rocky 3, yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll take some testosterone and some um, steroids, and I'll, I'll, I'll bulk out, and I'll crush you, Kenneth. Let's go to Harry in San Jose. Harry, how are you? Hi, Rob. Um, quick question. Yep. I bought an apple at like um, 110. Congratulations. Two, year, two years ago, but I just bought a little bit, not much. But I was wondering, like, and I've been waiting for the tablet news to come out, and of course the stock went up. Um, what do you think? Is it uh, should I hold on to it right now, or mm-hmm. should I get out? I've already made a hundred bucks off it. What was your goal when you bought it? I actually wanted it to hit two hundred. Then you did what it did, did what you wanted it to. So, Apple's a good company, Harry. They don't turn straw into gold. It's a growth company. You can't have all growth companies in your portfolio. Um, you have to have some value companies. I think it goes to 250 to 260 sometime in 2010. I think the upside is okay. I think the downside is a little bit larger than the upside, which starts coming into risk to reward. I think you're going to hear about a tablet on January 24th or January 25th. It's going to be called the iSlate. 
isolate. There you go. It's out there now. Um, I've ruined the secret. I slate. I don't know. We'll see if I'm right. Should men have frumby tattoos? I don't think so. I have no tattoos. I'd like to get a tattoo, but I don't know which one I want. And I'm certainly not going to get Dylan tattooed on my butt. What's that? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk about an investment that you should hold that's dominating at what they do in business. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. 9, a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Arr. January's a busy month for me. I get a lot of things done, so I apologize in advance for maybe not having my focus completely where it should be on a day-by-day basis. Um, a little Super Bowl action. It It's coming up. It's right around the corner. We've got two awful teams in the Bay Area. Mediocrity is not good. The, the 49ers are mediocre. So I remember a joke. What was the joke? Um, oh, how's your gumbo? And then you, when you're at a restaurant, if you're a waiter, when someone says, so how's your gumbo? I'd say, oh, it's kind of mediocre because it's meat and okra. Mm. And what's up with the okra? What's up with that vegetable? That's a vegetable that doesn't get a lot of love. Anyway, um, let's talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Big story this morning. You know, the, the world of radio is filled with douchebags. Just these just hot air people who actually think there's actually something. Oh, Lamont and Tomnelli. Oh, they're just not funny. And they log on to like a radio website. I've, I've got it here. And you can actually get what I would refer to as, as douche-type material. And they all use the same stuff. And it's got wacky songs and wacky jokes and things along those lines. Like, hey, did you hear about Tiger Woods' wife getting a golf uh, equipment sponsorship? So you almost have to talk like a douchey radio host when you just read these jokes. Anyway, um, why did I go there? Hmm. Oh, 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 um, this morning there's a big story out on the douchey radio websites about douchey radio news that you might want to hear because we assume that you're basically stupid. Um, is Gene Simmons is going to be doing a commercial at the Super Bowl for Dr. Pepper. Now, that, that instantly made me go, do kids even know who Gene Simmons is? Does anyone under the age of 30 know who Gene Simmons is? So this is a commercial that's clearly targeted at, at 30 to 40-year-old puffy white people because I don't think Gene Simmons is, 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 as Dr. Love uh, is all that relevant. Remember the good old song, I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. Um, remember when those jingles and commercials that were kind of unique and fun? Anyway, um, so a Super Bowl commercial, Pepsi's backed out. Now, they're still going to push Doritos, but Pepsi's backed out. And this is kind of important. There's less than five weeks to go before the game. CBS has it. And they've got four commercial spots left to sell, of which one of them went to Dr. Pepper. Now, Pepsi sent a shutter through the industry. And this is actually kind of important. Stick with me for just a moment here. Pepsi sent a shutter through the world in large part because they said, we're not going to spend a million, two million dollars on commercials this year. 
for the Super Bowl. Instead, we're going to put that money into Facebook and social networking sites. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty interesting statement right there. Now, Pepsi was once deemed a can't-miss showcase Super Bowl advertiser. They just couldn't miss it. You had to do it. Coke was competing with Pepsi. Now it's just losing a little bit more of its relevance. Now, longtime NFL sponsors, Anheuser-Busch, they said, we're actually going to you know, analyze our strategy going forward because we don't know if this makes sense anymore. Now, the Super Bowl is a huge reach. Last year, do you even remember who was in the Super Bowl? Probably not. Pittsburgh Steelers, Arizona Cardinals. 98.7 million eyeballs. That's a lot of eyeballs. And again, the Super Bowls come into this like family thing now, not family, a friend social party where you gather and you watch the commercials, right? It's it's kind of crazy that we do that. But CBS is asking $3 million for a commercial. Last year, NBC raked in for all the commercials they sold at the Super Bowl. How much do you think they pulled in? They pulled in $213 million in revenue. That's just crazy talk, right? Who are the big sponsors of Super Bowls? Do you know? Coca-Cola? Doritos? And when I say these, these will instantly make sense, right? Honda? Audi? CareerBuilder.com? Monster.com? Anheuser-Busch? So Anheuser-Busch is buying five minutes this year. $15 million to promote Budweiser and Bud Light. Sometimes the advertisements go beyond that because clearly we're going to watch the commercials before they're shown on the, on the, the big game. Then we're going to talk about the commercials after the big game. And sometimes, you know, when you buy advertising, it's like I used to raise a lot of money for charity. And one of the reasons I did that was because I got to meet wealthy people and cool chicks. So you raise money for charity. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. To raise money for like a children's hospital. But you get to meet higher income people that you want to do business with. And you also get to meet sophisticated women so not women with stamp traps and by the way can i give you some job advice a couple things never run to a job interview where you appear sweaty never ever ever never show a tattoo if you're a male or female especially if you're female on your breast of a big black panther it scares people they don't feel comfortable with it so if you're tattooed Cover them up for the job interview. After that, you could uncover them all you want. You could sue for anything you want. If they, they intimidate you, if they bully you, if, if they fire you because you got tattoos, sue them. But for the job interview, if you want the job, cover it up. Thank you. I know it makes a little bit of sense. Other things to do on job interviews, um, try to dress up. Don't dress down. If you're at a meal at a job interview... Don't order anything that's sloppy. Don't order anything that's messy. So, and carry yourself with with courtesy. So, for instance, if you have a bottled water, sip off the bottled water. Don't glug it all down. Just courtesy. Be cute. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I think I've about beaten up the... I think I've about beaten up the whole Super Bowl thing. Let's head to break. 800-345-5639. Yes. Yes. Let's get a break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to put together some more content for you. Let's talk home sales when we come back in a little bit on Visa Dominations. 800-345. Also, I got some news on CES. What's coming out? It's a little bit on the shocking side. There's a pretty cool announcement today tied towards televisions. Is it the 3D announcement or is it the Skype announcement? I'll tell you which one I think is important. 800-345-5639. 5639. It's 800 345 5639. 
939. It's our Black Show, 910 a.m. I'm going to log on to the blog right now, talk910.com, talk910.com. I'll interact with you, my citizens, at talk910.com. so much. I think I could have done without this 80s song. Just well. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, Interesting article in the Wall Street Journal about a suit. Property owners at four U.S. luxury ski and golf resorts are suing Credit Suisse $24 billion accusing the Swiss bank of running a loan to own program that loaded up the resorts with debt so it could foreclose on their assets when the debt couldn't be repaid. So it's one of those we're looking for investors because we're going to build a resort. But then you, what you don't understand is that you're buying into a loan package that is so corrupt and so foul that it's going to come down. Now, again, let's say we're a cute married couple. Oh, hey, honey. Wouldn't you like to buy a place in Tahoe and, and, and go there for vacation summertimes and rent it out when we can't go? Sure, honey. Oddly enough, both my male and my female voice are exactly the same. I don't quite understand that. Oh, where does this story go? Be very careful purchasing timeshares. Be very careful purchasing anything. Where well, you're signing a loan for four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars. In this case, the developers were corrupt. In this case, you couldn't win if you tried. How would you have known that? You wouldn't have known it if you just signed paperwork and said, oh, honey, isn't it a great idea to buy in Tahoe? Because they're not building new places in Tahoe. you got to be a detective. you got to be a financial detective. It's critically important. company that I think you can own, company that I think you can invest in, company I feel very comfortable talking about on air, Visa. Every day, millions of Americans stand at store checkout counters. We make what would be a seemingly random decision. For the record, have you ever been into a CVS in the middle of the afternoon? It's crazy. If you ever go into a CVS or a Long's or a Walgreens in the middle of the afternoon, when everyone else is working, it's like America's most wanted times 20. You'll see 20 of America's most wanted criminals right there. You'll see missing people. Elvis is at CVS in the middle of the afternoon. It's the creepiest, wonkiest group of people. Never, ever go into a CVS in the middle of the afternoon. Just my advice to you. So go at 530 and you'll see people like yourself. Go at 230 and you'll see people that have fallen off the planet. Um, anyway, so every day you'll see people at a CVS and they'll, they'll make that decision. They'll swipe their debit card. Will they choose to punch a code? Or will they choose to sign their name? Credit or debit? Credit or debit? Credit or debit? It's a pointless distinction to most of us. But me with my Wall Street eye sees billions and billions of dollars. When you sign a debit card receipt at a large retailer, the store pays your bank an average 75 cents for every $100 spent. That's more than twice as much if you enter that four-digit code. So the CVSs, the Walmarts, the big retailers of the world, they want you to punch your code. The difference is, in fact, so large that Costco, 
they won't let you sign for a debit card anymore. Th- those days are over. They're gone. Walmart, Home Depot, they're trying to steer you into the PIN transaction. Now, despite all this, let me give you a little bit more information on this because it's a little bit more informative, I think. 61% of all transactions are done with signature, even though the PIN debit cards are less expensive and a lot less vulnerable to fraud. Now, how come this is like such a large issue to you, Rob Black, you might be asking? Well, because Visa is the dominant pay network. I like both Visa and I like MasterCard. Competition between the two usually pushes prices lower, but the competition between the two, in this case, actually pushes the costs higher because they want consumers to use the cards. And they've actually given the retailers a break by using the, the pin digit to the point that it encourages them to issue more cards, more debit cards. So that's the whole goal there is that they want they want this. They want the cheaper cost because it, it means more cards. As if you seize that odd little twist there, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But Visa entices banks to embrace the signature debit. Now, at one point in time, the higher price method of handling debit cards and turned over the fees to banks as a way of saying issue more cards. Now they're on the other side of it. Now, Visa has a commanding lead in signature debit. They've got about 73% of the share. I, I don't know anyone who carries a MasterCard, do you? MasterCard's kind of like ghetto. I know you're saying, Rob, are you really saying a MasterCard's kind of get? I feel a MasterCard's second. I love my American Express. By the way, I've got American Express black. <laughs> That's how powerful I am. Um, am I showing off? You betcha. Why? <laughs> because I can. Visa does not distribute credit or debit cards. They don't. They just do the transaction network. Now, Visa provides that network. It's like a toll booth. Every time you do a transaction, they collect a fee. You know how much they make every time you do a transaction? Think about it for just a second. Guess, 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 guess. Five to six cents. I'm going to buy lunch today. I'm going to put it on Visa. There's no doubt about it. I got gas today. Put it on my Visa. Five to six cents. So Visa's made 10 cents off me today. That's why you want to invest in them. That's absolutely why you want to invest in them. It's a penny here. It's a penny there. But it's billions of transactions and it adds up. So am I telling you absolutely there's no, 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 no death or no negatives in it. Uh-uh. I'm just saying. I think it's a pretty good company. Are you going to make money this year? No. I don't expect to invest and make money this year. Do you? Doesn't the word invest mean put your money into something, squirrel it away, and give it time to grow? When you invest in a relationship, aren't you like putting time in? There was a movie, I think it was called, was it called Recruits? With Tom Hanks, where uh, he's on a 17-hour flight across the country, and it, it's um, across the world. And it, it's basically, you know, world peace help people, you know. Um, what's the organization? Volunteers. Just think, think of it. Oh, that's what it was called. It's called Volunteers. and had John Candy in it. And uh, basically, he's a rich, spoiled brat, and he, he has to go help third world country and feed the poor kind of thing. So he's on a 17 hour flight and he's talking to this hot chick on a 17 hour flight. He gets off the flight. He says, uh, so we're going to go back to my hotel and bang. And she goes, no, I thought you were a nice guy. And he goes, I certainly think I invested my time. So you don't bang off one hour. You bang off 17 hours. He invested his time. Same thing with investments. You have to look at an investment in stocks the same way. It's not one hour gets you. Eh. It's 17 hours. Get to, and in this case, sometimes it's 5, 10, 15, 17 years 
that gets you the Del Rey me. So that's what investing is. If you're looking to make money each and every year, you're a fool. I pity the fool that looks to make money each and every year. Let's talk homes. 800-345-5639. I could see it's going to be a low-call volume day today or a low-volume call day. Or is it a low-call volume? Low-call volume day. Um, anyway, let's talk homes. Homes, homes, homes. Uh, the number of houses placed under contract, it fell in the month of November. Now, we had recently seen housing data improve. Why? Well, because the government's throwing out all that stimulus. And, well, prices have fallen for three straight years. So, it also happened to be the, you know, the, the summertime months where people buy homes. Now we're in the wintertime months where people in the East Coast are freezing their, 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 their doodads and their, their hoo-ha. So, they're staying inside. They're not going out. They, they kind of hole up. So, you don't tend to do as much. Now, again, in California, it's nice seasonal weather all year round. So, home sales are a little bit more constant, but on the East Coast, not so much. So the number of homes placed under contract fell in the month of November, first time in nearly a year. So that's the clearest sign that the predictions that the housing downturn is over. It's not. I think there's another leg down. I do. Now, the index has risen throughout 2009 as far as number of homes. Home sales in summer and early in the fall were powered by concerns that the government's $8,000 tax credit would expire. So we pulled in people that would have probably bought in November, December, January, February. We pulled them into the fall. We grabbed them. We got them. So now there's a fewer buyers out there. The drop was expected. The question is, is it temporary? So will spring be the time where housing comes roaring back? If you think housing ever does what it does between 2002 and 2006, then you think that dot-com stocks are going to roar again and that you think that, you know, you can invest in tulips and make millions and millions of dollars. You're wrong. You're crazy. You saw a bubble in housing prices. You saw a bubble in dot-com prices. You saw a bubble in tulip prices. They all go back to the same, and they're all in bad. Now, the fact that pending home sales are comfortably above year-ago levels, it just shows the market's gained some momentum on its own. But again, it's still a bad number. When we're comparing this year's numbers to last year's numbers, it's an easy improvement. Last year was awful. Last year was a nuclear winter recession. So when you hear about a little percolation here, a little percolation there, don't get all jacked up. It's not that impressive. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800 800- Three four five five six three nine. I'm gonna jump onto the live blog. I forgot to last segment. I told you I would, but then I forgot because I got amnesia. I got my. I bumped my head. I got a percussion. It's one of my favorite lines. Whenever you bump your head, say, "Oh, I got a percussion." People will try to correct you and go, "No, no, no. It's a con." And you go, "I understand. I get it. I'm in on the joke." Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. You can jump on the live blog at talk nine ten dot com. Talk nine ten dot com. I'm Rob Black. You're listening nine ten a.m more stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black. 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. We've got a blog here. It's called Talk910.com, and it's a chance for you to interact. It's actually a pretty cool thing if you think about it. You can actually 
you know, listen to the show and interact with the show all at the same time. And it's meant to be a great thing, but Mary just F's it all up. She just messes it all up. She's she's mentally retarded. She sits at home. She she eats with a fork with a cork in it. She wears a helmet. She sits there and just she she blocks all day long. She's irrelevant. She's inane. It's the most wrong thing I've ever seen in my life. That someone has no life at all. That they could just sit there and 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 throw out odd odd stuff. That makes no sense. There's actually several comments that I've not added to that. So it's <laughs> it's way worse than you think. That's Heidi the Wonder Producer, which you can check her out. Um, you can see her back. So if you have a back fetish thing, like you like seeing chicks' backs, you can go to talk910.com and look at the blog and check out her back. And she's, are you still wearing that vest? Yeah, she's wearing a vest. I don't know. I kind of like chicks and vests. Maybe I've got a, a vest fetish. fetish. So it's kind of a, a manly thing, a vest. I think vest. Just men naturally wear vests more so than women. So when you see a woman wear it, you're like, ooh, cross-dressing, kind of sexy. So cross-dressing from the woman to the man side, not the man to the woman side. Man to the woman cross-dressing, not sexy at all. Not sexy at all. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Yeah, yeah, I got a retarded listener. I'm number one in retarded listeners. Ron Owens may have the biggest stick. And by biggest stick, I'm not talking innuendo. He's got the biggest radio stick out there, and he's you know, dominant and talk show host of the year, 85 years running. But I've got, I'm got i number one with retarded listeners, so I'm good with that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One of the, the, the posts at the live blog said, Mr. Black, and calls me Dr. Black, and I have a master's, but I don't like to go in by, I don't have a PhD, I'm not a doctor. Nope, 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 nope. So don't refer to me as like Dr. Savage. Dr. Savage. You know what Dr. Savage is a doctor of? Nutrition. He's got a degree in nutrition. He's not like a political science person. In fact, he used to be a liberal and he went conservative because there was more money in being a conservative than being a liberal. But that's neither here nor there. Now, this email from Spud Boy says, can you please uh, take on my financial pulse? I'm 59 years old, one of the dreaded elderly that you like to euthanize and consume. (laughs) Good. That's true. That's true. I like to eat old people. Um, and by eat, I'm not, there's no sexual in new and there. It's just, I want to put them on a cracker and eat them. Um, my three liabilities are all grown. His kids. Good. He's done with school or they're done with school. School's paid off. My house is paid for. I apologize. It's okay to pay off your house. It's just not financially the wisest thing to do until you're older. He says he's got no debt. I've got about 500K in my 401K. If I retire tomorrow, I have a defined benefit plan that's going to pay me about 32000 a year. So that's pretty good. Social Security is going to be about twenty. His defined benefits going to be about thirty two. So he's going to pull in about fifty. Plus, he's got 500K on the side. Now, that 50 is going to be taxed down to about 40 with 500K on the side. That 500K will probably kick off another 20000 a year. So he's back up to about sixty, but back down to about 50 with taxes. He says, my wife works and will be uh, working until she's at least 62, $55,000 a year. I'd love to quit my job and do something else. What do you think? I don't know. You're 59. You didn't really tell me how much you make. I, and can you live off $60,000 a year? Because that's where you're about at if you were to quit today and, and uh, just live off the system, so to speak. I myself don't really ever want to quit. I do have a dream of uh, getting a Big butt Winnebago and traveling around the country. I do. I do. Be a little Johnny Appleseed. But be careful quitting before you know your budget and be careful quitting before 
your time because you're going to lose health care benefits. Have you factored that in? Now, you're going to qualify for Medicare, Medicaid, and Medi-Cal at some point soon. So have you looked into that? You should. So I would start with a budget and start looking into a five-year plan. Once you quit, you lose your income. And the one thing I talk about on the show on a regular basis is you're 20 years old. You are beautiful. You are a stunning human being. You are young. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You think you're fat now? You're not fat now. 15, 20 years from now, you're going to be fat. When you're young, you got that ability to earn income. It's magical. Never, ever, never give up on that. So anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, Spud boy, I'd have to find out how, what your income is and what, what your budget is to tell you if you should quit or not. Now, Mike Moran, and I used to have a friend named Mark Moran who moved to Sacramento. If anyone knows Mark, do a shout out for me. Um, he's got a brother named Jay and a sister named Tracy. So I used to know Mark Moran, and um, I like to reach out to him, but I can't find him. can't find him on Facebook, and Facebook's my way of looking up old people that I used to know that I like to say, hey, how did you end up? See, I'm one of those people who's fascinated with how people ended up. All my exes, I kind of want to see where they ended. kind of want to see who they married and what their kids look like. Um, my childhood friends, I want to see, you know, which ones turned out cute, which ones turned out hideous. I don't know. That's something odd about me. So anyway, there's another email that came in from Mike. Mike says, what's your opinion of subscribing to investment newsletters such as The Motley Fool? I'm tempted but skeptical because they tout their winning picks in all of their email advertisements. It's hard to track down their overall performance. Mike or, yeah, Mike Moran. Um, you don't need it. The Motley Fools do a nice job, but I don't think you need investment newsletters. I think you should develop your own investment thesis, and I think you should develop your own investment mantras. For instance, I like an investment mantra of buy low, sell high. I write it down. I like an investment mantra that's like um, never buy anything you don't understand. I mean, sometimes we get into this like, ooh, we want to buy this super cool technology company, and that's not the right way of going about it. So anyway, Mike, I think the Motley Fools do a nice job. I wouldn't pay for a newsletter. You know who's the most overpaid newsletter? Overpaid. Uh, Brinker. Brinker, Brinker, Brinker. You suck. He's a market timer, and he's not very good at what he does. And he charges way too much for his um, newsletter. Way too much. He's a big infomercial. A lot of people don't know that. He's a big infomercial. Anyway, um, I don't think market timing works over time. It's been shown that it doesn't. So dollar cost averaging thumps market timing over time. Um, I'd be very, very, very careful and cautious of newsletters because by the time it gets printed and sent to you, it's old news. For instance, I used to do, um, kind of like a market letter. And by the time I'd, I'd print it, send it to the printers, pick it back up, put it in the mail. It's already seven to 10 days old. And that's old in the world of wall street, 10 business days, two weeks. That's old news. Lots of stuff can change. And you don't really want to put your name on stuff that can change that fast. In my opinion, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to a phone call. Let's go to Wes in San Lorenzo. Wes? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Good, uh, the Dennis Miller of Financial Guys. I like you. So anyway, uh, I want to pay my house off, and I wonder if it's a good idea. I owe $90,000 on it at 5.5%. I have about $300,000 in the bank. What do you think? What else do you have other than $300,000 in the bank? Uh, about... 300000 in the IRAs. Okay. So you got $300,000 cash, $300,000 in an IRA slash nest egg. Yeah. And how much do you owe on the house? About 90000 90000 and 5.5%? 5.5%. Yeah. 
five and a half percent. Yeah, because I was thinking about refinancing when you know it's pretty low right now. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to go for thirty more years, and I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm, I'm fifty years old, so you know I'm I'm getting up there. I'm getting pretty gray, and my knees are creaking. You know. Do you still have uh, income? Uh, I'm trying to get Social Security. I'm I'm jacked up. What are you jacked up from? Uh, I got spondylitis. It's called. I guess it's just going to get worse. Wow, that kind of stinks. So you're yeah. getting Social Security disability, right? No, I'm not getting it yet. I'm still fighting the government for it. Oh, good God. I worked for 33 years, and they're saying, oh, you know, we're not going to give it to you. But I'll keep fighting until I get it. Can you work, Wes, if you want it to work? I don't think I really could do anything. I'm pretty messed up. I I can't stand very long. I can't sit very long. I take a lot of pain medicine. So I'm pretty messed up. And they said it's just going to get worse, so that's the bad part. There's a category of porn called handicap porn. (laughs) Maybe you can get into handicap porn. I don't know if I can do the mechanics, so that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I don't know if I can do the mechanics anymore, and I'm all healthy, all things considered. Um, you know, the thing that I worry about with you is that you basically told me you're a limited income. Do, do, you, do you have a spouse who works? Uh, yes, my wife works. She makes about $60,000 a year. Okay. I would say continue paying that mortgage as long as you can. What do you have left on it? Nine years, did you say? Uh, I think I have about seven years, but so, it was a 15-year loan. See, I okay. kind of I listened to you. I guess I screwed up by doing nah, it. You didn't screw up, Wes. You just you, you went a different direction than me. It's the, the the road not taken. Mine's a little bit better as far as financial efficiencies, but it's it, it doesn't promise you anything at the end. Um, I would be cautious, Wes, because you're in a situation where your health's not good. Your wife's income's not super high. Right. You know, she's not a high earner. She's a good earner. Um, you don't really have that much. You've got $600,000 in assets of which if you were to set it up in an income portfolio, that would pay you about $22,000 a year. Social security disability is about $20,000 a year. So that's not a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, and then it's also taxed. I mean, the, your nest egg is going to be taxed. So keep that in mind. I worry about taking a large chunk of money and putting it in the house in a market where, we're not rewarded, Wes. You're not a, a bigger man than me if you pay off a house. You're not more right. of, you know, you're not going to go into heaven first um, over me. It's 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 something that our parents did many many years ago as a way of protecting. You know, big banks were coming and taking the, the the farm, which they literally did. They called their loans. Mortgages aren't callable anymore. So I don't get the point in doing it at five and a half percent. If your wife can continue to service that debt. I'm okay. fine with it. If it's debt over 7%, I say pay that monster off. Okay, what about refi then? Because I can get it at you know, about 5%, so I'd drop my payment you know, pretty much in half, but it would be 30 years. Yeah, it'd be 30 years, and your wife's not going to work for another 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll be alive when I'm 80. I hate to say it, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not with the spinalitis stuff. Um, it, it's tough going into old age with, with health issues because we don't recover as fast, and it certainly drains years off our lives. Um, Thanks for perking me up. Hey, no problem. So, <laughs> hey, I offered you handicap porn. I gave you, I gave you a positive, something to smile about. So, um, with that said, it, it's it's funny because today on Channel Four Cron, one of the things I'm going to talk about is is stay healthy. Because if you're not financially fit, stay healthy. Because as you're learning, your health has robbed your ability to earn income, yeah. but it's also expensive. So pain. Yeah. You know, a lot of people should think about that. You're right, because, you know, I never thought this would happen to me. And what what was the cause of this disease? Was it just random, or was it weight? It's, or it's, uh, it's, it's a type of arthritis that attacks your spine. 
and then it attacks just everything in your body and it just starts screwing you up. And some people are worse than others, and I'm pretty bad already. And I've had it for like 20 years, but I didn't know. I finally went to the doctor, and they didn't believe me. It's like, oh, we can't find out wrong. And then they did the MRI, and they go, oh, holy moly, you got this and that. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a big bummer, but, you know, what can you do? You know, it's a one-time, one-time shot at life. I mean, that's it. It's funny because if you stay healthy, it cuts your risk of stroke by 27%, and stroke medicine's expensive. If you stay healthy, it reduces the incidence of high blood pressure by 40%. And, you know, uh, as a senior, you probably know you're on high blood pressure medicine every day until the day you die. Uh, it can reduce your mortality. It can risk uh, cut the breast cancer risk by 50% if you stay healthy. I know. Breast cancer, you can cut by 50%. And by the way, my brother David, I probably shouldn't say this, but he got he had breast cancer at one point in time. Pretty interesting. He had a lump in his breast. So men, you need to fill yourself up. Women, you need to fill yourself up as well. It could reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease by 40% by staying healthy. It's pretty good investment, staying healthy. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.